0: wonderful beautiful people god bless you this is pj on the morning fellowship and as you know if you can hear then he got to call somebody to also come in here god bless you for tuning in stay tuned and let's do what we got to do god bless you so much thank you and i love you
1: my way, still you're there right beside me. Nothing will I fear as long as you are near. Please be
0: listen to the word of god and still you don't have a pure conscience you are lacking the ability to love god
1: my heart he, he, he is mine to
2: bring jesus be my guide here be here
0: voice of the Father, let us also make a choice of fulfillment.
1: is to my feet and a my
0: When I listen to people and morning fellowship, I know when morning is being
1: blessed.
0: When you start approaching God with a pure mind, he starts approaching you with a clean water. Who is ready to know God? So, how do you understand God? In all of these things, there are secrets behind all these things we are talking about.
3: It's time to know God. It is time to grow in Christ. Join PJ every Saturday for Morning Fellowship, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. and let's grow. Better than I know
1: Teach me, Lord, to know your way To know
2: your truth We thank thee each morning For a newborn day Where we may work the fields Of new Thank Thee for the sunshine and the air that we breathe, O oh, Lord, we thank Thee. Thank Thee for the rivers that run all day. Thank Thee for the little birds that sing along the way. Thank Thee for the trees and the deep blue sea, O oh, blooms. Birds that sing, fish that swim, and the light of the moon. We thank thee every day as we kneel and pray that we were born with eyes to see these things. Thank thee for the fields where the clothes For the pastures where cattle may roam, thank thee for thy love so pure and free, O Lord, we thank thee. Oh yes, we thank thee, Lord, for every flower that blooms, birds that sing, fish that swim, and the light of the moon. We thank thee every day as we kneel and pray That we were born with eyes to see these things Yes, we thank thee for the fields where the clothes is born Thank thee for the pastures where cattle may roam Thank thee for thy love so pure and so free, oh
0: to know God. So how do you understand God in all of these things? There are secrets behind all these things we are talking about.
3: It's time to know God. It is time to grow in Christ. Join PJ every Saturday for Morning Fellowship, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. and let's grow. Than I know. Teach me to know your
0: Ready to know God. So, how do you understand God in all of these things? There are secrets behind all these things we are talking about.
3: It's time to know God, it is time to grow in Christ. Join PJ every Saturday for morning fellowship, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. and let's grow. I know. Teach me more to know your
1: way.
4: Ranti céu o, o ran senhor a Join us join us oh.
1: Na so tunk so llevo
4: te Na si sevo you there is none other every knee will bow and every tongue will confess every throne dominion principality kingdoms they bow at your feet there's nobody like. a lot Lord of lords, not compares to you, in the heavens there is none, of the earth there is none, nobody compares to you, nobody compares to you, in the heavens there is none. Of the earth there is none nobody compares to you nobody compares to you in the heavens there is none of the earth there is none nobody compares to you and nobody nobody's in the heavens In the heavens there is none, on the earth
1: there is nobody.
4: No. Your voice, wherever you are, and lift your two hands. Wave to the Lord, bless. Him. Speak well of His kindness, who He is, what He's done. Give Him the glory to His name. 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 His ways are perfect. His love and kindness never run dry. Aleko shatata likaba lika ba. brekesa kereyando goshe breke safa, tata, ko sa ba 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 tenda swakata. Imane natabakasu nelea baba daba. Uder bosa de suakere. Iko na Lord God, I know there is something God wants to do in your life and I want you to have faith in what God is saying to your heart and trust him he will never disappoint he will never leave you he is faithful he has a perfect track record of faithfulness so wherever you are listening to us just raise up your hands and say Lord I trust you I put all in your hands I put everything I am what I have achieved what I'm here to do and become. I put everything, my mess, my dream, my disappointment, my brokenness. Lord, my joys are in your hands. And I want you to heal me. I want you to touch me and make me whole. Let me hear the joy of your salvation in in your presence, in your presence, in your presence, in your presence. In your presence. Mon seni unyam, mon seni unyam, sen Oh, mon seni mon and you, Yam, Shed, and you, and you, and you, and and you oh come on come on come on
1: not
4: I yi I na for manu, singe o yo Yeshu I O sayo, Oh you? eu Adorna-me a minha paz
0: to know god so how do you understand god in all of these things there are secrets behind all these things we are talking about
3: it's time to know god it is time to grow in christ join pj every saturday for morning fellowship 6 a.m to 8 a.m and let's grow.
0: we give you praise and we give you glory honor and all adoration we are grateful that you are still our God we are grateful that you are still our father we are grateful that you are still our king we are grateful that you still love us and we are happy that still your blood is speaking for us the blood of Jesus therefore let your name be praised Lord today as we even worship you your name is lifted on high And we are grateful, very grateful, for the privilege to be able to worship you and to even call you our Father. You are awesome in all your ways, in everything you do. You are mighty and you are special to us indeed. You that have broken the seals and you have broken the chambers of darkness. And you have taken us out from the territory of pain and the territory of unwanted hurts. And thank you that your presence is with us. And that we are able to rely and be totally dependent on your presence. Totally dependent on your grace and totally dependent on your word. Thank you for Jesus and the finished work on the cross. And thank you for the special Holy Spirit, our dear best friend, special Holy Spirit. That you have given to us until your work is done on this earth. We give a praise. We give you glory. And we even pray that, Lord, please add us to everything you do in any season. We want to be profitable unto you. We want to bring you results. Therefore, do with us according to your will. Thank you for your special people that are listening right now. And I know that your presence is with them. And you will do with them what you please. You will open doors for them. For this time they have spent to have fellowship with your servant, Lord, in the spirit. I pray that every time that you've invested in today's program, you will replenish them and surprise them with divine blessings, with divine happiness, and with the precious, precious, precious praise that you shall pull in your hearts because of the testimonies that are going to abound upon your lives. I thank you. And I give a praise beautiful one said pray in Jesus name and the child of God said Amen and Amen Amen and Amen did you say Amen God bless you it's a beautiful day to thank God it's a beautiful day to be able to appreciate God it's a beautiful day to be able to tell someone that you love them you know when we find ourselves checking out of this world it will be very hard for you to be able to tell anybody that you love them because you become a spirit and therefore it's always a good time to be able to express how genuinely you love someone. You know a few weeks ago I actually died. I, I was sharing it with my wife and I told her how I died. It was a Monday and um, that was about as from today's date, that could be three weeks from now. It was a Monday. And I didn't i didn't die because there was an attack on me, no. But God wanted me to experience what it is for you to die in the Lord. And as I was telling my wife, she was just looking at me because we were in the same room to the same bed and she didn't know I was dead. And I'm not saying it because it's scary, no. I'm saying it because it was beautiful. And it, it was, I had gone to work, you know, and this time around I, I was working in the night, so I came home. I was working on Sunday night, so I came home on Monday morning, very early in the morning, and I just went straight to sleep. And I just saw this dream. It started from a dream and it became real, you know. And it's like in the dream I was I was supposed to experience how this prophet who died, T B. Joshua, I was supposed to experience how he died. Because I what I know from the report was that he was having a service and then said he was going to rest and he just left. He died. So in the dream, I saw him go into his room. And then he said, I'm ready to go. And then his spirit went out of him. Now, when he said, I'm ready to go, it was no longer him. But as I was on the bed, my spirit left and I knew I was dead. I just knew I was dead. Because I saw me coming out of my body me coming out and the beautiful thing is that you know before i will like, i will see the glory of heaven i'll see the glory and then uh i just want to go but this time around i didn't see it but i was going and then as i left my body it was in a straight line i started going up then i knew i was not going to hell <laughs> I was going up, and I went so far in the sky that I saw everything, the whole, the whole place, like the whole world was very small, and I kept going up. I kept going up. And I was flying. I didn't have wings, but I was just going up. And I could feel the wind, you know, But I was very stable Like it's it's a straight line And I was just going I went very far in the sky Just looking at everything down And I was just I was liking it People of God I was dead And I wasn't afraid No child of God Should be able to should be afraid of death that is if you are a child of God it was just beautiful as I kept going I found myself coming down something brought me down so quick I came down so quick but as I was coming down I heard the voice it is not time it is not time Now, how did I get into my body? I saw like a funeral. And then I saw myself in a casket, in a coffin. But I had a message to declare. So I went into my body in a coffin, came back alive and declared the message that I was supposed to tell the people around me. Before, physically, I was awoken and realize that I'm back in my body. And it was just a beautiful experience, because if that was how Prophet T.B. Joshua died, he it's it's just beautiful, very beautiful. And it was not just his experience, it became my experience, because I left... And the spirit coming out of the body is very easy. It, it just takes a blink of your eye. That's how fast my spirit came out of my body. That was how quick my spirit came out of my body. And it's beautiful to have known that when you are living your body and you are living this world, You see everything under you And you only see yourself going up People of God, I just want to assure you That this God that we serve This God that we worship He will not disgrace us He will not shame us He will not throw us away if we trust Him and serve Him as He wants us to. It is not easy to please God. It is not easy to serve God. It is not easy to be in the will of God. It is not easy world. It is not easy anything. But There is a result at the end of the day There is something wonderful in it And I'm so excited That I I know God I am very excited Very very excited That I know God And I hope you are too I hope you are too Because this thing we are doing it It's not going to go In vain It's not just going to go Something wonderful Is waiting for us But whilst we are here on this earth Let's do what he wants us to do Hallelujah Hallelujah Whilst we are here on this earth, let's do what we have to do. Whilst we are here on this earth, the distractions are too much, the things that are pulling us away are too much. But we need to stand our ground, okay? We need to stand our ground and we need to be bold to say, no matter what I go through and no matter what happens to me, I am for the Lord. And I want to fight to finish his will for me. I want to fight to complete what he wants me to do. I want to fight to be able to go through it and finally be able to say it is time to go home. Can we fight? Can we fight? Yes, we can. Bible says it is a fight of faith. Paul told his son Timothy, he said, fight the good fight of faith and lay your hands on eternal life. It's like as you are fighting the good fight of faith, going through tough times just to please God and win souls and be a blessing to the generations. He said, lay hold on eternal life. Don't joke with your eternal life. Continue to work out your eternal life continue to to hold your eternal life like precious egg and don't let anything take out from you take away from you your eternal life because your eternal life is the first access key to be able to fight the fight of faith your your eternal life is the access key that has been given to you to be able to open the rims and be able to tap into the throne room of grace and have what you need to help you to be able to go through. Because believe you me, whether we like it or not, things will fight us. Whether we like it or not, things will fight us. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against Satan himself, against our own desires, against pressure from family Pressure from outside world, pressure from people around us. We are fighting every day in making right decisions. We are fighting every day in in Placing ourselves at positions where God can find us to use us. We are fighting every day not to please people, but to be able to please God. He says, lay hold on eternal life and try so hard that every day of your life, You sleep knowing that you still got your eternal life intact. You sleep and you still know that you still got your faith intact. That nothing is stealing you from God. Can you do that every day? Can you do that for God? Can you do that for God? can you do that for God? You see, there are some times that there are people around you but you feel very lonely. Yeah. I'm speaking to somebody, I believe. There are some times, yes, yeah, there are people around you but you know in your heart, you feel so lonely. And you know you know funny enough, sometimes in our loneliness, it's like there's only one person that can bring us joy, sometimes like only one person that can bring us joy, and that's true you see God uses people, all right, God uses people to to bring us joy, God uses people to bring us. A lot of good things god uses people to to lift our souls okay so there are times that everybody's around you people are around you people are talking around you they are happy they are jumping but you you find yourself empty and it's not because you don't have faith it's not because You don't know God, but you feel you are empty. And it's not because you don't have the Holy Spirit, but you feel you are very, very lonely. And it's like someone, this particular thing that can only feel the joy, that can only feel the emptiness you feel inside you. And when you are in that moment of your life, you you ask yourself, why, why is it so hard? to to be in this world? Why is it so hard just to survive in this world? Why is it so hard? Why? Why is it so hard? Why can't life be simple and normal and continuous smoothness? Why can't life be just as it should be but why is it that we got to fight every day emotionally we got to fight mentally we got to fight physically we are fighting spiritually we are fighting and yet the bible says that there is a resting place in god that those who hear the word of god and they mix it with faith they are able to enter into the rest of god but yet the same bible says that the holy spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are joint heirs with with jesus christ if we suffer with him how come there is a resting place in god that i can get in if i mix the word of god with faith and at the same time i need to suffer with christ so that i can be identified as a joint heir with him you see it it, it is a picture of life that it is not easy to enjoy rest meanwhile there is rest There is that thing called rest But it's not easy to get into that rest Until you have fought and suffered your way through Such is life Why is it like that? Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood Life has become such a thing That it has to be two powers The power of darkness And the power of light Coming together against you yeah and then you say that of course the darkness is against us and the light is for us but I'm telling you the truth today if we're very spiritual do you know that light sometimes can even cause somebody to be blind when you wake up or when you, as you are there try to Get a torchlight or a flashlight and flash it right on your eyes. Or those days that we take pictures and there are flashes on the pictures. By the time that the cameraman says ready and then he clicks, you see the flash. Sometimes you are like almost blind, like it, it's you, you see things blurry. So there are people in Christ; they are in the light. And this same light is if that ever since they became Christians and ever since they saw the light, that is, they, they saw Jesus as the light and they became Christians, believers of God, believers of Christ, it's like they, they can't see well where their lives are going. It's like they can't see well. They don't even know. Look, do you know how many Christians are confused on what to do with their lives tomorrow? how many Christians are confused on where to take their next level in life because they are trusting God to lead them. They are trusting God to show them the way and they trust God to do it. But the thing is that how do I know that I am taking the correct path? How do I know that I am walking in that path that I'm supposed to walk in? How do I know that it is A or B? Although the Bible has said that the day comes and we are in those days that we will hear a voice behind us telling us to go to the left Or to go to the right. But come on, child of God, you don't always hear the voice telling you go to the left or go to the right. So the question is that why am I a Christian and it seems that unbelievers even know how or where they want to go in the next life, in the next phase of their lives. But I am not able to know where to go in any aspect of my life. It's like God is not talking to me. And it's like when God talks, it's like he's talking in Proverbs. I need to really suffer so hard to interpret what God is saying. So you are in Christ, you are a believer, but it looks like you are blind in life. At the same time, when you are struggling to find your path and your pace in the things of God, you also end up having darkness fighting you so it's a hard placement it's a hard equation it's a hard calculation it's very hard to know how it's going to go in your life and the confusion the anxiety the sadness the pain you don't know what to do comes in mind and yet bible says that trust in the lord with all your might lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him. So yes, you acknowledge him and then you want him to lead you but it's so hard. That is where loneliness comes in. That is where confusion comes in. That is where everything you can think of emotionally, pain, everything comes in and it's like, am I doing something wrong? Am I missing something? What is it? That I'm not able to catch. Life is hard. I believe I'm talking to somebody and I'm talking to myself. Life is hard. Life is hard. What is the solution? What is the solution? What is the solution? solution? To this hardness Life is hard What is the solution? Hmm. There has to be a solution Somebody should be able to know where Your next step is Isn't it? Somebody should be able to know What else? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And it's not like you don't pray. You pray. You are doing everything that you have to do as a Christian that you believe you should do. You have done the fastings The fastings you have done it. You have obeyed a lot of things in the church You spend time to do things in the church You spend time to do things in the kingdom of God You give You, 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 you serve you, you don't know what else to do And It becomes harder and harder And harder and harder What do you do? I was supposed to talk about why am i christian um you know on the duty of man but I, i i i sense the holy spirit is taking me to a different um platform today and i don't mind flowing as he wants me to flow because somebody needs this message you need it and i need it we need this message we need this message have you seen a christian struggling and you ask yourself this is too much. What, this, what is going on? What is going on? What is going on? Sometimes you just look at yourself and you are like, am I different? Or is something wrong somewhere? There's something wrong somewhere. You know the painful thing is, sometimes common things of life, is like you have to beg God to get them. Sometimes it's like the common things of life, it feels like you have to beg God to get them because they are not coming they are not coming and you don't know why they are not coming and it's like you should, should should I move from you know faith prayer to begging should I beg God I don't know what to do a lot of people say that I have met so many Christians and I'm telling you if you want to know the level of pain the level of depression and desperation You know, when you go to church, look at people's faces. When you want to know the level of depression and how people are desperate and how people are looking for something to say that now I know what to do. When you go to church, look at everybody's face. Because when you go to church, everyone should be happy, right? It should be smiling faces and all that. But look at people's faces and you know how far what I'm talking about is. It is crazy. People of God, it is crazy. And you know it's crazy, right? Just look at people's faces. One time I was at the um, supermarket and then I was looking at people coming out. Now, trust me, the people who were coming out from the supermarket, some were unbelievers, some were Christians, but guess what? They all came back, nobody was smiling. What the impact of hardship The unbeliever was not smiling. The believer was not smiling. All the people that came out from the supermarket and they bought things, nobody was smiling. Why? Too much money has gone into small things. You go to the supermarket and the things that you buy and look at how much you spend. You can almost have a panic attack. So you think that, okay, then when we go to church, then people are rather comforted and everybody gets into it. When you, you, before you even get into the church, stand outside and look at those who are entering the church. How many of them have smiling faces? I'm not talking about those who have seen people they know and they are saying, hi, hi. No, no, no. I'm talking about who those who are just walking straight into the church. Look at their faces. They were going into the church. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. David sang a song. He said, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. And I will sing, this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad. Why is it that the gladness is not seen the joy is not seen on the faces of the christians that are getting into the church and when they get into the church Still look at their faces, unless maybe the MC or the preacher man says something interesting and the people are smiling, or he as he was preaching that was even during the preaching time. Look at people's faces, like they've had the message It's not like you're saying anything. We don't know. Have faith, trust God. God is able to do it, and then we just have to say amen because you know you have to still show your faith, you know, and all that. Um, during the praises time, you you are trying to dance and dance and dance and dance, and look at the people who are dancing. You look at the age, age, age. Age limit of those who are dancing compare it to the very very adult people who have a lot of responsibilities check the dancing and then check the church leaders when they are dancing see how they are moving look they got things in their in their mind it's like this dancing Christ wasting time you should watch things and then you watch your own self. you know what I'm talking about this is not easy. This is not easy. So the question is that, what is the solution? How how can I finally be able to say, I am in the place that God wants me to be? Finally, I find meaning in every day that comes. Jesus actually said, um, tomorrow will think of itself. The efficacy of the day is its own burden. But when tomorrow comes... Most of Christians don't even know, what are we going to do? People are living in movement. It's like whatever happens, they move with the flow. But it's it's not easy. So what is the difference between a Christian and an uh, an unbeliever? And how can we, we be able to boldly come out and say that we have the best person? Of course, in my introduction, I told you how beautiful it is and how that God is not going to fail us. I told you about it. But I, it's not something you have not heard before So let's look at reality And let's look at Okay, what do I do? How do I go forward? What, what else do I say to God? How do I think even again? I, I don't know what to do anymore when look, I tell you, it gets to a time when they even prophesying to people in the prophetic churches where the man of God is a pure prophet and all that. It gets to a point that the prophecy is going, and people are even thinking like they even forgot to say amen or clap their hands because the prophet has prophesied. Dito, ditto. They forget why. Right? Look, we have seen it. Ah, we have tired. That's, we are tired. That's like, like, like that is what they are saying. They see healing miracles here and there. Instead of them clapping and shouting and screams like, yeah, 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 we see it all the time, Charlie. The thing is that we are going home empty and hungry and tired and confused. What do we do? Right there in the presence of God. And it's not about who to blame. It's about we need solution, right? Yeah. Look at look at what happened to Jesus look at him look at what happened to Mark Mark chapter 15 verse 34 Listen to this one Mark 15:34 And at the ninth hour Jesus cried with a loud voice saying Eloi Eloi lama sabachthani which has been inter- interpreted my God my God why hast thou forsaken me You see this feeling we have Jesus had it also but I am not saying it so that I can uh, encourage you, no. I'm saying it because I want to bring out a conversation here. it see, when Jesus said, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, why have you forsaken me? Um, it's not because life was hard for him. Right? It was not because the economy was hard. And he felt God has forsaken him. It was because God cannot be touched with sin. And Jesus on the cross had become sin. And so God had to turn his back at Jesus. And that's why Jesus said, Why have you forsaken me? Because that was the point where the first time Jesus was separated from God the Father. But our own separation, our own feeling of hardship... It's not like we are on the cross and we are dying for people. Our own thing we are going through is like it has nothing to do with the experience of Jesus on the cross. Because he became sin and therefore the father forsook him at that time. But we are in Christ. Christ has died for us. He has resurrected for us. We are in Christ. We are supposed to enjoy the blessings of what he did on the cross. We are supposed to enjoy the fruits of everything Jesus did and said for us. So why is it that we are in Christ and it's like we are cursed? True or not true? Sometimes it feels like you are cursed, right? Being, being a Christian sometimes is like a curse. Like, am I being cursed for this? Why, 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 why is this like that? Why is it like this? we 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 cannot go to the clubs we can't drink you know the alcohol where we can you know get drunk and in a minute forget about what we are going through we cannot we cannot do a lot of things that unbelievers are doing so why is it that we have allowed ourselves the restrictions the discipline to be able to please god and and have no blemish on us like paul says and we don't see What we want to see It is hard 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 hard. What is the solution? The Holy Spirit wants to talk to us On what the solution is I don't know the solution Because I am not God I am a child of God Which makes me A child of God (laughs) Of course if If you were born in a royal family, you are a royal. So, I'm a child of God means I'm in a royal family. He says he he has made us priests and kings. Okay, so of course, like David said, don't you know you are gods? So, yeah, small gods. But the thing is that in all the sufferings we are suffering, in all the things we are going through the loneliness we feel sometimes you just don't feel like talking to anybody it's not just because you are angry but it's because you you don't you don't have answers to what you you are going through you don't have answers for the future how many of you listening to me can boldly say i have an answer for my future and my assurance is in my education. Like seriously. How many of you can say that your assurance is in your education? That because you are educated or you have gone to school, your future is assured. That is not true. That is not true. How many of you can just tell me that you have seen your future? You have seen your future. You have seen your future. Tomorrow, you know your husband is coming you know the man he is coming tomorrow you know that you know your wife to be that you're supposed to marry it will be at 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 a particular location and you have to go there and meet the person and exactly what it is you're going to have your wedding in the next two years it will be very nice to have an itinerary to have a calendar you know it will be very nice for your angel to come and tell you in the vision or reality that look this is the calendar for your life um two years from now this will happen to you in the next three years you're going to do this tomorrow this is going to happen to you watch out for this watch out for that this your calendar and i'm going to help you to to look at the calendar and then know what to do that would have been very easy that would have been very nice as a christian why don't we have it jesus came into this world and he had a calendar he knew exactly what he was going to do he knew exactly what he was what was supposed to happen when and how that's why you told judas what you have to do go now go and do it quick be quick about it he knew he said he says the hour has come and it is dark this is the dark hour he knew it he knew he had a calendar but how many christians have calendars of your life the angel you are following you your idea hasn't given you the calendar when you read the bible you don't see your calendar when you pray you don't see your calendar like what do you do and so when i talk to people the, the the question they ask me is only one question can I know what to do? It's a common question. Can I know what to do? Can I know what to do? Everybody wants it. I, I, it will be very easy to, for you to wake up and you, you just know what to do. To avoid the confusion, to avoid the madness, the loneliness, to avoid the heartbreak. You know, and it, the most the most painful thing is for you as a believer to have another believer in your life and you are disappointed. You are broken by that that believer. That you trusted God has brought you you know, this beautiful person in your life and who also knows God and uh, goes to church and is, is active in, uh, on all that that the person is active in and the person is breaking you, the person has become your principality. Do you know why I, now, these days, let's, let's be honest, let's be honest, we know why these days lots of young girls in the church, they are looking for the bad boys to marry. They tell you uh, I I like bad boys. I like the bad boys. They are in the church. When you are when you are this young brother, nice nice gentleman in the church, you 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 respect the ladies. You say how are you? Sometimes you 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 know you expressing interest in one of the sisters in the church and you are giving them birthday gifts you are saying hi sister something somebody i'm praying for you my sister dear you know i pray for you and you know and at the end of the day the brother goes to the sister and says look i've been looking at you for some time and praying about you and i feel that god is blessing my heart with the peace to come and tell you i want to marry you and when the lady see how humble and how cool and they're like nah this guy i don't want him It's like they are tired. A lot of the girls are tired in the church. They are tired of these cool guys. Now, they want the hard guys. Why? Because they've seen things. They've heard things. Some have experienced things. Why? Those cool, calm brothers are boring. They are born because number one, they don't even know how to walk you out. Like let's walk, let's go for a walk, or they don't even know how to create an an a, a romantic atmosphere. But the hard guys, they know how to trigger your happiness, how to trigger one or two things, and and so most of the sisters are praying for hard believers, brothers, you know, in the church who are hard guys, not you know just you know no 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 no. But why has it come to that point? How did we get to that mentality? And why don't we trust ourselves? Christians is hard. Let's be, let's be honest. We don't trust ourselves. We don't believe each other. We look at each other with a third eye. Because we have been disappointed so many times by so-called brothers and sisters in the church on top of everything we pray so hard and it seems that the more we pray we get little answers a lot of look i have been i've been talking to a lot of christians and these things are what they tell me and it's true according to some of them it's like when they pray more cries when troubles are coming like they have prayed they've gone to the park they have prayed really prayed And then they they felt like like, the way I've prayed, it is going to be better. And the next time it is even as though they didn't pray at all. What is the solution? There is a solution. And the Holy Spirit is prompting my heart on what the solution is. Didn't Jesus tell the disciples, Seek ye first the kingdom, don't think of what to say, what to eat, what to drink. Don't think of these things because they are bonus. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His like and righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto you. And you have been doing it for years. So, why is it? Let me ask a question here How come some other Christians are really enjoying their Christianity? And they are enjoying life, and others are not also enjoying it. And it's like a lot of us Christians are really not enjoying life. As I said, when you go to church, look at people's faces. People have questions. Oh, the day the preacher, the Mister m- preacher or Madam preacher, will say today I'm not preaching. Everybody. Talk say what is on your heart concerning Christianity, concerning church issues. You will hear things. You will hear things. What is the solution? What is the solution? Why why is it why is it so hard? Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard? Why is it that you don't know what to do tomorrow concerning the very things that are important to you? These things are very important to you. These things are very special and they are very dear to you. Why is it so hard? Something is happening. And today From what I feel And the energy I am experiencing From the Holy Spirit Somebody is going to have an answer today There is a purpose for Today I'm, I'm, I'm saying things I didn't plan to say I am saying things I did not plan to say You know So there's something the Holy Spirit wants me to say. And I am trying to go deeper to pull it out. There is a solution. He said, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I am there for you. I will be with you to the end of the world. But how come it feels like he is not with us? But we really believe that he is with us? Because honestly, Honestly, sometimes look at things that have happened to us and we know that this one this one it was God. <laughs> There's a test message here. Says, a friend of mine said he wants to see God face to face so that he can ask him questions. It's true. We we, we I, I got questions too, honestly. <laughs> because it's 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 not easy. This is this 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 Christianity thing is not easy. It's like a trap, right? <laughs> Sometimes it feels like Christianity is a trap. will be a certain trap on my ear. Do you know how many pastors are crying? Do you know how many church members are crying? Do you know how many church leaders are crying? Do you know how many, the people we see them in their cars, they are parking their cars at church, and you wish, oh, Charlie, this one, yeah, things are going well for them. Oh. If you were in their pockets, the heat. <sighs> the first thing that I'm hearing in my spirit is this. Here, and This is what I'm hearing in my spirit. In our minds, we have set standards that are not the standards of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it is very true because sometimes you wonder where He goes, it's, it's very practical. These things are very true. These things are very true. These things are very true. How, how How is it possible that you are in a Christian marriage and it feels like you are in hell? How? Yeah. But we also know that he is with us always. He is with us always and yet it feels like what is that game? Is it pillow low or what? <laughs> the days where you are in a Christian marriage, this is not, this is Christian marriage and it feels like hell. Your friend is a Christian and it feels like Some weird person be. And you don't understand yourself. You go into the church. And the things that are in people's hearts and mind against another person. But this is what I'm hearing in my spirit. We have set standards of our lives with our minds. And these standards were not set by the Holy Spirit. This is what I'm pulling in the spirit. I told you I'm feeling a very heavy energy from the Spirit of God because that is not what I was going to preach about. I have a series of, you know, Christian things we are talking about, right? But there are standards that we have set. Oh, I want want to get to this level. I want to reach this level. And sometimes those standards that we have set in our minds that we want to get to, we were able to think of those standards or set or create those standards by looking at other people's lives. We saw somebody's marriage and we're like, Oh God, I want to be married. Oh, this man. You saw the guy. Look, a woman of God told me something about her husband. She said, When I saw this man on the streets of London, I thought I was seeing my angel, not knowing the very incarnate of the devil was the guy walking in the streets. And I asked myself, how do you see somebody walk in the streets and you think that, oh, that's my angel? Oh yes, I like this message. That's why he is God. No one can understand him or know his plans he is the master planner yeah but the question is that somebody wants to know why is it that he is a master planner and i don't know what to do tomorrow i have prayed and prayed and prayed i am faster than faster than i don't even know what what is it in my life that i'm supposed to do there is there's a a point of life when you hit you <laughs> it is because of number one, the standards we have set for ourselves that were not standards of God. How how can you say that uh, I set standards that were not standards of God? Because number two, we make choices that are not always influenced by the presence of God. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. All of us are inside. Let's be honest. Do you always make choices and decisions that were influenced by the presence of God? That were influenced by the by the by the word of God? Did you always make choices that were influenced by the anointing of God upon your life? Do you always blow in tongues before you make choices? You see? So there are things that we have set in our minds. Yeah, it's true. There are things that we have dreamt about, the, the, we, we saw our future in a different dimension, and the decisions we made towards what we thought the standards were, not all of them were imparted or influenced by the presence of God. For that reason, there was another hardship waiting. This is what is coming out of my spirit. Listen, when Jesus said, You are of this world. You are in this world, but you are not of this world. What was he saying? You are in this world, but you are not of this world. He was saying, in other words, you are in the cosmos, but you are not part of the masses. Do you catch it? You are in the cosmos, but you are not part of the masses. Let me try to break it down before somebody will th- think that cosmos is another generation. Uh. When is the cosmos? That means you are in the universe. Okay? Cosmos can be said as universe. All right? So you are in the universe. You are in this world. You are in the universe. So you are in the cosmos. But you are not part of the masses. When I say part of the masses, that means. As you are in this cosmos, you are of a different level. You are of a different breed. That you are not part of the what everybody wants to do. You are not part of what everybody where everybody is going. You are not part of the common common um, common visions or common uh, common standards or or generalized style of living. It's like the class, the societies do not, do not uh, detect to you what the standards are supposed to be. The environment, the society, the classes of life, you know we have different classes, high class, low class, middle class, whatever class, are not supposed to tell you your standard of living. You are in the cosmos, but you are not part of the masses. In other words, we cannot make decisions based on the standards or the status quo of this world and the classes and our own mentality we set our standards as the lord leads us remember when moses said if your presence does not go with me i am not going how many christians are saying these things now how many christians will wake up in the morning and say oh god I'm going out and if your presence is not with me, I am not going. Before you even slept, you have made up your mind that tomorrow I must go and make sure that I finish this, I finish that and you come back tomorrow disappointed and you are asking yourself but how come I I got disappointed? Did you speak like Moses spoke that if your presence does not go with me, I am not going. How many of us calling ourselves spiritual people, calling ourselves holy Ghost believing, tongue speaking, Bible believing, Bible chewers, communion takers, can say that you wake up every day and you say that if your presence is not going with me, I will not go. Listen to this. Bishop Oyedipo of Winners Chapel said something some time ago. He was in, at the airport. They have checked his bag. He was traveling out of Nigeria and he had God tell him, stop, don't go. He told the people, the crew, the uh, uh, airport, the airline crew, I am no more going, give you my bags. And they said, we have already checked your bag in, your bag is in the cargo, it's gone. And he said, okay, take my bags, I'm going home. How many Christians can talk like that? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So if the things you do, places you go, your decisions, what you are doing, is not influenced by the presence of God. It's not influenced by the... By The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is able to search the mind of God and is able to tell us what the mind of God is. I don't know how to tell you... hear god i don't know how to tell you to identify god he says my sheep know my voice and they come at my call you see god speaks every day how many of us are hearing him sometimes we hear our pain more than his voice we hear our anxieties more than his voice we hear our brokenness more than his voice sometimes our tears are much closer to us and louder to us than the calm voice of god we hear the pain of life we hear the agony we 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 feel the desperation more than his presence and therefore you end up saying things out of your desperation out of your pain you end up thinking things out of the pain you are going through and then you become so so cornered at a point in life you feel so lonely you feel so left alone you feel you, you don't have any friend you don't have any companion in this world because the people you loved have disappointed you jesus said if everybody loves you you are in trouble Are you hearing me? So the fact that you think that you are lonely because the people who are supposed to love you are disappointing you, you are now able to find yourself at the right path. And now that everybody, I feel that people don't like me and I feel that people don't love me and it's like I'm alone and I don't know what to do. That is the time to usher yourself into the realms of God and say, Father, this is what I feel and I believe there's something you want me to know why are people disappointing me why are people leaving me alone why are people not liking me why are people not there for me because god wants to speak to you the other time bible says that it came in the life of abraham that he was told that his nephew uh lot had gone into trouble so Abraham had to organize his boys and they went to rescue his his nephew Lot and then what happened again he was able to bring some good things from the from the from the war front to the king and the king said to Abraham because of what you have done the things that you have brought to me from from the war front as victory take some take some and go so that you can also have you know enjoy the fruit of your neighbor of your of your labor sorry and then bible said Abraham told the king, I will not take anything from the king, so that the king, when he sees me, that I become worthy and better, the king will not say that I am part of the reason why Abraham has become rich, because I allowed him to take of what he got out of the war that he brought to me. Abraham denied and refused what the king said he should take. <laughs> God have mercy. I have a message here. This is my this message is for me. Ah, uh, we thank God. We thank God. Abraham denied the gift from the king. And guess what? God blessed Abraham solely because Abraham dependent depended on the spirit, on the presence, and everything from God. The covenant base of God was the place of Abraham. God have mercy. So, how many of us have our decisions on daily basis influenced by the spirit of god see you have set a standard you saw your mother do something and then you were like oh this is how it's supposed to be it's a standard you saw your father do something and like this is how it's supposed to be look i was saying it i checked the other time no child was born into this world with the mentality of poverty No child was brought into this world knowing what riches and poverty is. It is when the child was growing and then the father and the mother said to the child, Hey, boy, you see the people on the other side of the street? Don't go there. They are rich. We are poor. And so the child grows and understand that there's riches and there is poor, and we are the poor guys and the other guys are the rich guys. So now the child begins to understand that okay, we are poor. It's a decision that I have to understand and make that we are poor. You see, it's because that is how it has supposed to, it has it has come to be. So you see your parents do something and it's like that is the standard of life. And maybe you didn't like it so you try to change it by your own means of thinking that if I pass this side and use this side and add that side, I'll be able to pass a certain limit of the family. And then you are doing these things without the presence of God, without the approval of the voice of the Spirit of God. So we end up very lonely. We end up very sad. Look at Anytime you make a decision and the decision you made was not had nothing to do with God's approval, look at the end result. That is why, look, a lot of Christians have gone to marry Christians in the church because they thought, oh, I'm a Christian he is a christian and we can marry you are a christian He is a christian and you thought because i'm a christian and he's a christian we can marry and you married and you realize that it, it was it is far beyond that christianity level why it's very easy it's very easy You didn't make a decision based on the presence of God. I told you about that time ago, I all all I have, all I want in my life is the presence of God. It doesn't make things easy, but it gives you hope. It gives you a sure end. It gives you a sense of possibility through the hardship. Through the hardship. You have gone... Too much in your setting of your standards, and the comparison sometimes is crazy. And the speed, thinking that you are behind time, people are going, they are going, they are going. I'm behind time, I have to do something, I have to move, I have to. I am delayed. I who you see, who said you are delayed? These are the things. That are causing the depression, that are causing the pain, that are causing the uh, anxieties, and that are causing whatever they are causing because you think, you think, you think, You think, you see, you see, you see, you see. But what is God saying? What is God thinking? Have you realized it? And the question is that how can I know that God is leading me? You can know that God is leading you if you stop leading yourself. Some of you lead yourselves too much. You lead yourselves too much, and at the end of it all, you find yourself at an angle that you don't want. You lead yourself too much. Stop being your personal Holy Spirit. Some of you are, you've become your personal Holy Spirit. I say. Call unto me, and I will answer. And I will show you great and mighty things that you did not know. That that part of prayer, I love it because it is called fellowship. He says, call unto me. It means open up for me. That is the meaning of call unto me because God doesn't have a telephone number open up to me, I have things I want to show you, the guy you want, the marriage you want, I have I have things I want to show you, I can show you the husband you are looking for, I can show you the wife, I can show you the business, I can show you what you want to do, but open up to me, not too long ago, I wanted to move into a certain kind of job, a career, a certain kind of job, you know, I wanted, you know, in America, pressure. I want money like crazy. Everybody wants money. So I said, okay, I'm going to move into truck driving. I had the, the guy in my house. My wife was here. I signed the documents. I filled every form. I was ready to enter the school, learn truck driving in six months, and start driving trucks like crazy. I was ready for it. And then my wife asked me, "But you of all people, have you asked God? You of all people, have you asked God? I said, it's true. I'm leading myself in this thing. When I ask God in prayer, you see, how the best way you can identify God is speaking to you, okay, is when you see your foolishness and open up for God to lead you. When you are able to identify your foolishness of making yourself Holy Spirit, of leading your own self, of going after your own imaginations, of setting your own standards, when you see that foolishness in you, and then you open up and say, Father, I am leading myself, I am becoming very foolish, I am thinking things, and I'm seeing things, and I thought that was how supposed to be, because I have to go get money, but I deny myself Of the privilege of you leading me. I have denied myself and I am sorry. What do you want me to do? Should I go into this thing or I shouldn't go into this thing? Pray about it for some time and just let the thing rest. Just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Don't think about it. Think about God. God will speak to me. He is my father. He will speak to me. Look, when I prayed like that and I said, God, father, I'm sorry. Should I go into this track thing? And then he told me, I will not give you an answer, whether a yes or a no, but time will tell. My time for you will tell. When he said that, I knew I had to stop it. I knew I had to stop it. And uh, uh, all of a sudden, his peace came over me. He says, call unto me and I will answer and I will show you. I will show you. The fact that the guy is loving, he is caring, he is very nice. That's not me, he is your husband though. And who told you that the happiness of your life depends on the marriage? Who gave us that standard? It's not God's standard. God didn't give us that standard. Read your Bible very well. He said, um, for, it's not good for a man to live alone. God spoke and spoke and spoke. And said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father's house and his mother's house and shall become one with his wife. Did you see? And shall become happy. Is it in the Bible? Show me what he said. By man and woman becoming one, 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 one body. In the marriage, they shall be happy. Show me in the Bible. Did you see marriage should bring bring you happiness? Who set that standard? Oh, so what is marriage supposed to bring? Uh Aha, that's a good question. Every marriage of a believer is supposed to bring to you the fulfillment of God's agenda. If you are in a marriage, and the marriage is not focused on the agenda of God, but it is focused on just children bringing housekeeping, project management, financial discussions, you are in a business called marriage. It is not marriage. (laughs) Everything that God brought into existence is supposed to obey His agenda. When you find that the marriage is working in the purpose of God, happiness comes in. Happiness is not the standard for marriage. God's will is the standard for marriage. So when two people who have this understanding come together and get married, they understand that we are together for a purpose. And if we can fight for that purpose alongside other things, You know, because life has necessities. But if we can fight for this, if our priority, our value is on the agenda of God, is on the purpose of God, is on why God brought us together, and you are looking at fulfilling why God brought you together, you'll be able to connect to something we call results. And when the results set in, there is peace in your heart. Why is it that some Christian men think they have married the wrong women and some Christian women think they have married the wrong guys because they didn't find a common place of God's will? There is a common ground where two of you can... So you don't always want to... You see, it's not about God telling you all the time, that's your wife, that's your husband. It's about you understanding what the presence of God is saying. If he understands his called, and you also understand God's agenda for your life, and you come together, you are producing and multiplying in the wisdom of God, and a lot of things will come out of that union because the purpose of you coming together apart from we love each other look love can fade away apart from i like your height i like your backside and like your features apart from all these things the agenda of god young girls and young boys that are now in the system if you're listening to me and you're not married i am giving you a very good plan the guy that is saying or the, the man you are thinking will bring you happiness, you will be very disappointed. Why? We don't go into marriage because of happiness. We go into marriage because there is an agenda of God. If you find the agenda of God for your life, and the guy knows his agenda in life, when it comes to the presence and the, and, the, and the will of God, you are able to become very compatible because your wisdom and his wisdom match together. Are you hearing me? So it's not about you have seen a believer and you married a believer. And so because of that, life is supposed to be nice. Who said it? Who said it? There is there is a woman on this um, who has been listening. She's just um, like a mother to me. And then she was telling me a lot of things about her husband. Her husband, let me say ex-husband, was a man of God. They married and you know so the the, the the believers that he's a man of God, so that that's the the agenda of God, he's a man of God, and somewhere somehow he started swaying off and he was out of the will of God. and a marriage of nineteen years became nothing, became nothing. Was it her fault? Because she was putting him he in her effort. But the man seemed that, no. Uh, this thing, this thing I'm supposed to do. That is the, the hard part of it. When one of you, because you are two people in a marriage. When one starts declining from the will of God. Starts going back from the agenda. There is a problem. There is problem. So what is the solution? From today, from today, let your decisions, let your choices be led and influenced by the Spirit of God. Let the presence of God be your value. Place value on the presence of God. And always say in your prayer and have it in your mind. This is how I think. I can do nothing without the presence of God. If that be the case, every decision I make, every choice I make, that is against the presence of God. Let it not even happen. Let it not even happen. Because friendship, environment, circumstances, situations can force you to make decisions that were not influenced by the presence of God. If if, if every Christian understood this, that we, we will see the headway. We, we will see a good thing happening. Why? Because it is not about what the, my pastor is saying. It's not about what my mother is saying. It's about... Me having the influence of the presence of God. Because trust me, it is not everything that the man of God said or the woman of God said to you that was 100% influenced by the presence of God. It's about time people understood that you also have the presence of God for yourself. For yourself. Amen. For yourself. Oh, thank you, Lord. That is the simple thing the Holy Spirit is telling me to tell you. Influence. I remember some time ago, so many years ago, I had not married my wife, but she was having issues with job. She would go go into this job and all that. And I didn't understand. So I, I prayed and God told me, she doesn't influence the things she's been doing with my blessings. I said, what? And the Holy Spirit said to me, she must learn how to influence what she does with my blessings. You know what that means? When you influence what you do with the presence of God, the presence of God is the blessings of God. There is nothing we have from God that didn't come from his presence. And he said, if she can influence whatever she's doing with my blessing, I mean with my presence, it will be well. So I called her and I told her and I taught her one or two things. You see? And so it's not that God is far from us. It's not that God doesn't hear or answer our prayers. The thing is that sometimes even the things we say in our prayers were very, very serious things, though if god should have come in person to talk to us about the things we are praying about and can remember the things we ask god in prayer what is the reason behind them for example if you are praying that god should give you a baby what is the reason behind you asking god to give you a baby so that people will stop asking you when i going to give birth so that you can also prove to people that you are a woman What is the reason behind what you are asking? It is part of the reason why sometimes our answers are delayed. Because the reason behind the asking is very dangerous. And God is wise. Sometimes the reason behind the asking is very dangerous. I know a man of God who was praying for the gift of healing. I was taking my shower, this Ghana, we are going to a prayer center to go and fast and wait on God. And then God said to me, as I was taking my shower, he says, can you imagine that I give food to this, my servant. And then instead of eating the food I've given him, he's looking for different food to eat. God gave this man prophetic. He gave him the word of prophetic. You know, but he was looking for healing. He left the prophetic and was looking for healing. Why? The reason behind the asking is very is is the is one one serious entrance, whatever point we want to talk about. The reason behind your asking. That is why I keep telling people that pray more in tongues concerning anything. If you don't know how to speak in tongues, you can call me. We can schedule. We pray you speak in tongues. Pray more in tongues because that is going to help you. Oh, this is a beautiful message. God bless you, Pastor. People will learn from that, from what my ex-husband did. Preach on. It's good to testify. He is still at rehab. He can't even talk. He can't walk. Oh, it's not easy. This powerful man of God is now, you know, somehow paralyzed because of the choices he made. You see, it is very, very painful to have somebody in your life whom you thought should even know better that at the end of the day, they start making decisions that were not influenced by the presence of God and they start going down the drain and they don't hear. When people like that are going down, they don't listen to anybody. They don't hear. They don't listen to anybody. It is so hard. To cause those whom you think they know to repentance, it is very hard. When it happens like that, you that were in your lane, God will never forsake you. I'm telling you, you will see that God will make a way for you. Definitely, he will make a way for you. Why? Because you decided to remain to please God and to influence so many things you do by prayer, by the presence of God mark it on the wall from today that whatever decision you take the Holy Spirit, the presence of God should take over you will be surprised sometimes you will make automatic decision but because you have prayed those prayers they will work for you it happened for me so many times so there are times that I feel that no, God is pulling me out of something Although I didn't pray about that thing, but he's pulling me out. Why? Because I keep telling him, your presence and your will, your presence and your will for my life. Your presence and your will for my life in the name of Jesus. So listen, when I'm going out, I don't pray in the name of Jesus. Every demon in the road, I bind you, whatever. When I I sit in my car, I say, thank you, Father. I will come back home happy because your presence is with me. So whatever I'm going to do, if God doesn't want me to do it, something will happen, I will not, it will not happen, It will, I will not go. There, there will be something. There will be something. There's, there are things that have happened and I thought, ah, why, I, why am I doing, working and this thing has happened? And God was actually taking me from so many mess, a lot of mess. But I thought that, oh, this situation is, not, is uncalled for. But because I have prayed your presence and your will over my life, if you can pray this prayer your presence and your will over my life you begin to find connection of your life your life will no longer become a puzzle you begin to pick the pieces together one by one you will realize that something is coming out good something is coming out good forget about the weight there are so many there's so much weight around us the heaviness is crazy i tell you but just Pray, understand and pray that prayer your presence over my life your will over my life fake people will live your life it will be disappointment to you but they are fake you will think that you did something wrong no, they are fake and God will separate you from those people so that he can promote you the separation before promotion so when you start praying that prayer God lead my life let your presence take over let your will take over my life the people you think they love you, but they are fake, they will start leaving you when they leave you like that. It will hurt you, but rejoice why? Because now God is having His chance with you, and He will do with you as He wants to do. I pray in the name of Jesus that somebody listening to me shall be ministered to by the Holy Spirit to understand more these things that the Holy Spirit is sharing to His people through me. And I pray in the name of Jesus that more understanding and insight will reach your people. Let what you said through me today be a point of wisdom and blessing and impact on somebody's life. I pray that they that are praying that your presence and your will shall take over their lives. Let them begin to see the difference. And those who are yet to pray it, I Pray for help for them in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord, to stop becoming our personal leaders, our personal Holy Spirit. Help us to stop leading ourselves so that you can lead us. You can lead us. Father, we lift our hands. Can somebody lift your hands with me? Father, we lift our hands and we say lead us your will and your presence over our lives. Lead us. May we not have choices and make decisions based on our environmental impact and our 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 family impact or people around that. No, let our standards not be because of the things we have seen and heard and we are imagining them. Let our standards of life be based on your presence and be based on your will for us in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I pray, oh God, that from today, take over our consciousness. May the meditations of our hearts and the words of our mouths be acceptable unto you. Let any weight, let anything that is pulling us out of your presence be taken from our lives in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is, being humans or things, let whatever is pulling us out of your presence be taken out from us in the name of Jesus. We bind every distraction, we bind every unnecessary sweat of life, unnecessary efforts effort to think that as we are trying this thing is going to work but it's not going to work because we are doing it without your presence and your will we pray in the name of jesus that give us the heart to always remember that we have to be connected with you in everything we do from today i believe that somebody will begin to experience what we call the joy of the lord the peace of the lord in the midst of chaos thank you that we are part of the cosmos but we are not part of the masses from today we are separated unto God and not unto the masses and we will do what we see God do we will do what God prompts us to do and not what the sons what 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 the classes of life and society is telling us we are bringing ourselves into maturity and into personal fellowship deep realms of working with you In the name of Jesus. No more, no more, no more confusion. No more, no more confusion. Because you will lead us by your presence, by your will, and by your word. Father, we are grateful. And I pray for healing for anybody who needs healing in any part of their lives and in their bodies. Spiritual healing, emotional healing, whatever healing your people are praying for. I pray for a release of your angels to cause comfort and healing in the name of jesus anyone listening to me that has not been able to receive christ in their lives or those who have received christ and they are backsliding lord i pray that they shall come back to the point when they shall say jesus take the wheel and be my lord one more time i thank you for blessing us in the name of jesus amen um the message is ready i can send it to your phone i've already received a message to send the message to them I'll, i'll send you but in case you don't have my number and you want me to forward the message to you. I can send it to you and you listen to it on your phone. It will come with a picture form. Click on the picture and then you begin to hear. And there are so many messages. So, whenever, and you know, even if I've sent you a message before and you tap it, you still see all the messages there. So, it's just beautiful. You can send me a text requesting for this message and I'll have it sent to your phone. Eight six zero seven zero nine. And it will not even take any much of your phone because it's a package thing, so it is very easy for you to access. God bless you. I'm going to meet you tomorrow for Sunday Miracles. And you believe that as we pray. There's something God has put on my heart. So tomorrow we are going to pray about it. And I believe that God will use it as a key to do what he wants to do in our life. Thank you for the text messages. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of it. If you have questions, you can send them to me. I will answer you. You can just let me have your questions. I will answer. I have time to answer you. That is what we are called to do. 860-709-0793. Amen powerful message God bless you God Richard bless you amen God bless you too God bless you too God bless you too I have just one more announcement my time is up but I need to tell you this it is very important how many of you know this guy called Kirk Franklin he's like a gospel icon he 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 sings a lot he's an American I don't know if you know him Kirk Franklin kirk franklin um be very careful if you have been following him or listening to his song because something has happened recently that has clearly indicated clearly indicated that the guy (laughs) is hard is hard is hard but be careful Listen to this. Let me just play this one for you to listen. Um, okay. I, I I think I have the video. Kindly listen to this. Okay? Listen to this. Listen to this and I will explain to you what it means. Just listen to this. the the lamp down to the Kirk Franklin said the, Kirk Franklin is a well-known gospel artist. He said after the 2022 BET Awards
4: that the lion and the lamb shall bow down to the goat in a freestyle
0: rap watch this i was a dirty dish now me in god's meek like big j and r the greatest escape of all the lion and the lamb will bow down to the goat the lion and the lamb will bow down to the goat all right if 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 you had what he said he was rapping and as he was rapping he said the lion and the lamb were bowed down to the goat. This guy is supposed to be a Christian gospel singer, musician. Over the years, we've known him. He has won awards and all that. And he was doing a freestyle. When you say freestyle, meaning that he didn't um, go to the studio to intentionally have written a song. But the beat was there, and he wanted to rap. And as he was rapping, he was rapping in a glass box. And then he said... Using the sign of the symbol of satanism, that the lion and the lamb will bow to the goat. Now, when you read your Bible, you know that the lion and the lamb represent God, and the goat represents Satan. Those who are who know the 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 symbol, this this um idol called Baphomet, Baphomet it has his head as a goat and he's actually the symbol of Satanists. Satanists, um, freemasons and those who are into satan worship they use the head of the goat on top of a body of a person and with the sign of two of his hands and then the guy was rapping, and he said this is a gospel rapper." and he said the lion and the lamb will bow down to the goat that means god will bow down to satan at a particular time, that's what he said. Recently, he had a very um, big, you know, gospel concert, and then he invited a guy who is into drugs, who is into he's a bad boy, he's not a Christian, to come and rap on the gospel mu- music. You may think that, oh, he's trying to use it to encourage people, but be very careful if I've been following him because it's been a, this is not a secret, it's out there, and so I am just prompted to. I, I was going to close. I forgot to cry about it. And the Holy Spirit just prompted me. I should remember what I wanted to do. That this guy, Kirk Franklin. K-R-K-I-R-K. Kirk. K-I-R-K. Franklin. F R A N K L I. If you want the link, I can send you the link. So that you can watch it yourself. He says, God will bow down to Satan. So please be careful. Not all of these people are now... They are showing their faces, you know money is buying them fame is buying them and they are leaving the presence of god let's be careful unless you also um want to do whatever you want to do this christian thing is not easy so let's be careful and let's pray for him that um he will come back to his senses let's pray for him because this is dangerous this oh you see i even have it sent to me right here so it's not even a secret my, my 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 wonderful person has just sent it to me right here on my phone. So it's not a secret. It's out there. Let's be careful. Thank you very much for joining us and see you tomorrow. And I can send you the message if you want it. 860-709-079. My name is PJ. And see you tomorrow, same time, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. for Sunday Miracles for prayer. Enjoy this one from Ruth AJ. Uh, beautiful praises. God bless you. I love you. And stay blessed in Jesus' name. Amén.